Hey friends, Jabin here. We're about to jump into God's word and I am believing and praying that it's going to be a blessing to your life. And I just wanted to ask you a question really quick. Has City Light Church, has this ministry been a blessing to you? And if it has, I wanted to ask you to prayerfully consider partnering with us in our miracle offering. Our miracle offering is a special one-time over and above normal giving that we are giving specifically towards our new building here in Las Vegas. You know, Las Vegas is one of the most unchurched, unreached cities in America. Uh, one organization has recently come out and said, we are actually pre-Christian, not post-Christian, but pre-Christian. There has never been a significant uh, culture-shaping move of God in this city. Well, we're believing, we're praying to change that. And if you would like to be a part of this brand new endeavor as we build this new building for the glory of God, I want to encourage you to join your faith with ours. No gift is too small. No gift is too big. Uh, we are believing to serve more people, love more people, reach more people with the message of Jesus. And if you uh, feel a connection to this ministry, if you want to be a part of it, you can go to citylightvegas.com forward slash give and be a part of what God is doing here and around the world. I love you so much. Let's get into the word. Grab your notes if, if you want to. And uh, we're going to look at a scripture in Hebrews chapter four. I'm going to do kind of like a little mini series over the next two weeks and just share a few things from my heart and uh, believing that God will speak to us. Uh, again, just so glad you're here. Thank you to uh, Dan Leanne and, and Omar El Takori who held it down for me the last two weeks. Let me get some rest. Let's thank you. These great preachers, and um, we're gonna we're gonna bring Dan out twice next year just to be a part of the family, because he's the Australian cousin we never knew we needed. Amen. And so he's gonna come out next uh, next year twice and just speak into our church. And uh, it's great to have some great preachers um, as friends who can help me. And uh, and I I am excited. I've got so much that I want to share into 2023. Got so much on my heart. And uh, man, I'm ready to, I'm ready to preach it all. But I got a cool little thought for you that I think is going to help you. And this is Hebrews chapter four, verse nine, Hebrews chapter four, verse nine. Everybody like who they're sitting next to? Do we need to move? Anybody need to move? We okay? We okay? All right. All right. Just checking. Just checking. Okay. All right. All right. Check your row. They don't have faith. Move now. Okay. <laughs> Hebrews four, verse nine. One of my favorite Bible verses, gospel promises to the New Testament believer. There remains, therefore, a rest for the people of God. Yes. Now, 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 the writer of Hebrews is going to testify about God now in verse 10. For he who has entered his rest. Now, think about that. I don't know how you think about God. But here's how I want you to think about God. He's at rest. God's in a hurry. Praise God. Glory to God. No, he's at. He's at rest. He's just. He's chill. If that's a 2022 word we could use to. He's entered his rest. Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. It's finished. Okay. So. He's ceased from his works. Just think like. just Think about that. He's at rest. So now we cease from our works, is what he's saying, as God did from 
his. So just, I want you to think about the mood of God. I don't know how you think about God when you pray or how you think about God when we were just worshiping, but think, think about it like he's at rest. He's easy, easy, easy. Y'all know people that are always in a hurry, always frustrated. <laughs> That's not God. He's just, you know, that person you're driving down the road and they zoom by you 20 miles over the speed limit. And then you end up at the same red light. That's not God. God's God. That's not God. He's just, God's just going the limit. Just, and he's like, you can go get ahead of me, but we're going to end up at same. Just so let us therefore be diligent. Now be diligent. So you got to work hard to rest. One translation says labor, therefore into rest. One of the only works that God commands us to do is the work of rest. Lest anyone fall. Because if you're not rested, you'll always fall. Before temptation, you're tired. Before you're tempted, you're tired. I've never been, I've never been spiritually, emotionally, physically alert and energetic and tempted. But when I'm tired, all that old Jabin just, when my body's tired, temptation is energized. When my body is energized, temptation dies. Same example of disobedience. So he's saying we, we got to learn from the children of Israel in the Old Testament that we don't, that we don't miss our promised land. Saying don't, don't, don't miss what they missed of disobedience. Okay, so I want to I ask this question and I want to try to get some answers today. Why am I tired? Why am I tired? Lord, help us to figure out why we're tired. Amen. And amen. Uh, in a new poll, it was found that 94% of Gen Z said the word that best described them is overwhelmed. The best word that they could use to describe themselves, overwhelmed. According to the American Institute of Stress, 33% of people report feeling extreme stress. 77% of people experience stress that affects their physical health. 73% of people have stress that impacts their mental health. And 48% of people have trouble sleeping because of stress. Are you glad you came so far? Okay, maybe not. You will be. Stress is the condition or feeling experienced when a person perceives that the demands exceed. Think about this. The demands out there exceed their personal and social resources. The individual is able to mobilize. So there's, there's too much demand, and I don't have enough resource. Okay, that's what stress is. There's too much going on out here, and I don't have enough in here to handle what's going on out there. Okay. This is why being a believer, this is why having the Holy Spirit is so amazing. Because there's always going to be out there massive demand that's not going away. It's just not going away. 
So I need something on the inside greater, not to get rid of what's going on out here, but to be able to handle what's going on out there. Yeah? Because here's the reality. I don't think the goal is to create a zero stress life. I don't think that's the goal. Okay, unless you're going to go be a monk out in the mountains somewhere all by yourself, and even you're going to stress yourself out. That, that's not the goal, because we live around people, we live in the real world. That's not the goal. The goal is not to live in a bubble, never have conflict, never, never deal with issues. That's not the goal. Um, the, the goal is not, if I just had more faith, I would have less stress. That's not the goal. Okay, Because what I find about my own life is the more faith I have, the more my faith gets me in stressful situations. <laughs> I'm building a $15 million building right now. It's not, you know, my, my faith got me there. And now that I'm there, I'm going, who, how did, who did this? Who decided this? How did we? <laughs> so the answer is not external perfection, but internal rest. That's what we're after. We're not after more money, better relationship, new boyfriend, new spouse, new car, new house, more money, more fame, more, 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 more. No, no. We're at another vacation. No. Internal rest. Because if we can figure that out, then when life is good, cool. And when life is challenging, I have, I have more resource on the inside to handle the pressure on the outside. Okay, so look at the promise of Jesus. Are you tired? Are you worn out? You burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. Watch that, recover. Everyone say recover. One more time, recover. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Now, now if you grew up in church, maybe you heard it like this, my yoke is easy. My burden is like, we're reading this from a different translation, but watch how I do it. Watch me. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Okay, so I'm, I'm tired, and I, and I can't seem to, to get out of the tiredness. What do I need to do? I'm just going to give you two things today very quickly, and, and here's the first thing you have to know if you're going to... If you're going to beat this weariness, and again, not, not fix all your problems. Pray for me, Jabin. I need all my problems to go away. I, I, man, I wish I could do that for you. I'd do it for me too. I can't. So, that, so that's not necessarily the goal. Now, we can believe God for miracles and breakthroughs. You understand what I'm saying. But we also, we're going, we're going to have to learn something on the inside. And, and here's, the, here's the first key to rest. The Sabbath is not negotiable. The Sabbath. Look what God says about the Sabbath. Exodus 20, verse 8. Remember, I love when God says remember, because what he's saying is, y'all forget this. <laughs> Don't forget this. Remember, remember the Sabbath. Keep it holy. Six days you labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God, okay? Now, now think about this. In case you don't know this, 
this is part of the Ten Commandments. Read Exodus 20. It's part, this is part of the, God's top ten. Like, God just threw in taking a day off with, like, murder, <laughs> adultery, stealing, lying, cheating, bearing false witness, idol worship. So, so we take this lightly. And God takes this very seriously. Okay, now let me just say this in case you're wondering. The Sabbath doesn't have to be on Saturday because now under the new covenant, Romans 14 tells us that there isn't one day more holy than another day. So there's no longer like it has to be Saturday. Uh, you have to worship on Saturday or you have to take Saturday. It can be any day now under the new covenant. But the principle of rest that the day has changed. Now it's whatever day you can do, depending on your work schedule and whatever else. But you must have a day out of seven where you rest. Okay. A day unlike any of the other days. It should, it should feel radically different. It should feel unique. Now, just I want you to think right now, do I have a day like that? Because if you don't, then you don't have a Sabbath. It should have a different rhythm, sound, attitude, pace. It should, it should feel different than the other days. The Sabbath day should recharge you and recharge your family. So do you have that day? Okay, so if you work with your hands, the Sabbath is probably going to be something where you, where you rest from that and you engage maybe in a different way. So maybe you work with your hands six days a week and then on the Sabbath you play video games because it's like different. But maybe if you're like me and you're constantly in front of a screen, the Sabbath should be gardening, golfing. Hey. Getting outside. Not sitting down. It should, it should feel different. It should have a different pace. It should have a different feel. It should, it should pull on different things. It, what, what energizes you? Don't do on the Sabbath what takes energy. You actually have to do things that bring energy. So you have to figure that out. You should end the Sabbath going, okay, I'm ready. Okay, that was a really good meal. Yeah? That was a great movie. That was, man, I feel, enter man, I really loved doing that today. Whatever that, man, that walk was awesome today. Maybe, maybe you're a type A. Man, I organized my closet today. Oh, I just feel, ha, ha, ha. Cool. Whatever. It's got to be, if it, if it doesn't bring you energy, you're breaking the Sabbath. <laughs> just think about this so, so we do think there should be one day a week that feels like now, now here when I say this I'm going to prove it with the Bible one day a week that feels like God's gift to you I'm going to say that one more time there should be one day a week that feels like God's gift to you I don't know if I believe that, Javen. I don't know if I can. Okay, cool. Let's go to the Bible. Mark 2, 27. These are the words of Jesus. If you have a red letter Bible, these will be in red. So it's kind of a big deal. 
Jesus said to them, watch this, the Sabbath was made for man. Not the man for the Sabbath. God created the Sabbath as a gift to you. What a cool gift. Think about all the different gifts that God gives us. One of the gifts that God gives us is a day off. Uh, Next verse, 28. So the son of man, watch this, is even Lord, even of the Sabbath. Okay, now catch this. The Sabbath is God's gift to his people and Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath. Let's think about this for a moment. Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath. That means that he is in charge and working while you're resting. I don't know if you've ever read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but here's what you're going to find out. Jesus was always getting, trouble on, getting in trouble on the Sabbath. How dare you forgive on the Sabbath? How dare you teach on the Sabbath? How dare you forgive on the Sabbath? How dare you heal on the Sabbath? How dare you work on the Sabbath? This is a day of rest. You shouldn't, you're, you're just a man. You shouldn't be working on the Sabbath. No, 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 I'm not just a man. I am... I am, I am Yahweh God, and I work on the Sabbath so you don't have to work on the Sabbath. If you'll rest, I'll work. If you'll trust, I'll work. If you'll believe, I'll work. If you'll do nothing, I'll do everything. If you'll refuse to do anything, God says, I'll do everything. On the day that we rest, God works. He wants to work on the Sabbath on your behalf. But we have to rest. And think about that. Hebrews 4 says that that they didn't enter the rest because they didn't believe. Think about this. It takes faith to rest. Yeah, very good. That God is working for my business when I'm resting. That God is giving me favor with clients while I'm resting. Yes. Yeah. Good. I'm not hustling. I'm not sending emails. I'm not sending texts. I'm not doing. I'm resting. Yeah. Good. Good. So good. I, what I'm not doing, God will do, Amen. because I honored Him not to do. Yeah. <laughs> On the day of rest, He works. I want you to think about this. The Sabbath is a lot like the tithe. See, when I tithe, I'm a, I'm a tither. There's a lot of tithers in the room at 845. Amen. Y'all pay for our church. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Just keep it real. It's not the six. Okay. Um, sorry if you're at the six. We love you. You just haven't got that revelation yet, but you're amazing. Um, When I, when I tithe, I'm, I'm trusting that God can do more with 90 than I can do with 100. Yeah? And when I Sabbath, I'm trusting that God can do more with six than I can do with seven. And, and I'm just trusting God. And I'm not just, 
I'm not just being busy to feel productive or to feel I'm, I'm resting. What'd you do today? Nothing. It, it feels weird because we actually feel special. Oh, man, I'm busy, man. Woo, busy. Woo, busy. Just busy. Holiday season, busy. What'd you do today? Golfed. Oh, must be nice. Well, it's a command. Is golf a command? Kinda. Went on a walk. You went on a walk. Man. Got some sunshine. Just, we went to a movie. Went on a date night. Wow. Just, it, it should feel different. Hung around the table with the fam. Actually, all sat together. Didn't, didn't go eat at all of our different perspective, respective rooms, you know. No, we actually all sat at the table and just looked yeah. at each other. Everyone put their phone down and just kind of looked. It was awkward and quiet, but... Yeah. Played good music in the house. Just different. Okay. And if, and if cleaning energizes you, then do the dishes. But if it doesn't, then, well, I'll get to them tomorrow. Every husband's like, honey, see, I can't do the dishes. It's part of, it's part of my Sabbath. Let me do this in five minutes. Let me have the keys come up. Rest requires worship. Rest requires worship. So, so you better take a day off, okay? But, but number two, it, it will also require worship. See, rest is a gift from God. That means that it's sacred and supernatural, and should not be separated from your creator. Okay, rest is a gift from God. That means it's sacred and supernatural and should not be separated from the creator of rest. Go back to what Jesus said. He said, come to me, get away, and you will recover life. You will recover life. You will recover life. Ernest, can you come up real quick and just be, be my preaching helper real quick. So he says, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Not, not like an egg yolk, a yoke. Y-O-K-E, yoke. What, it, what they would do is an oxen, they would put a younger, I'm going to say you're younger. I don't know if that's true, but I got you. Thank you. They would put the younger oxen with the older oxen because this young oxen is wild. It's running around. It's running over fences. It's running over workers. It's, it's bullying all the other oxen. It's going crazy. So what they would do is they would put this wooden yoke on the older, more mature oxen connected to the younger oxen. And the younger oxen had to learn the pace And so Jesus says, connect with me, and we're going to move at my pace. All right, we're going to speed up a little bit. We're going to, okay, now we're going to slow down. Relax, relax, chill out. And you're going to want to get out in front of God. You're going to want to do all kinds of different things. You're going to want, but, but the older oxen sets the tempo. And Jesus said, if you could ever, the reason you're tired is because you're not yoked to me. You're running around doing your own thing. I wish I had a church. 
But if you could ever just link with me, I'm going to teach you the unforced rhythms. You'll always be tired if you're not on his tempo. But if you're on his tempo, he'll, he'll, he'll feel you getting tired. He'll go, okay, we can slow down a little bit. It's all right. It's not the end of your life. It's not the, that wasn't the opportunity of a lifetime. I got more opportunities. And, and you yoke to him in rest and in worship and in prayer. So thank you so much. So there are things that can only happen when I'm, when I'm yoked to Jesus. Call to me and I'll answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. Jeremiah 33, three. Call to me. Now, now look at it on the screen because I want this to get in your head. Talk to me, I'll talk back. Talk to me, I'll talk back. If you'll talk to me, I'll talk to you. There are things that God knows about your life that he wants you to know. It's a big deal. One more time. There are things that God knows that he wants you to know. But it is only in prayer that it's revealed. It's only in the yoke. God, why is this happening? Well, let's go on a walk, let me tell you. God, when am I going to see a breakthrough? Let's go on a walk, let me talk to you about it. Lord, I need help with, with that third child. Okay, yeah, let me talk. Let's go. Let's go talk about it. Lord, I can't seem to connect. I can't. Man, work is getting. Okay, well, let's go on a walk. There, there are things you don't know that God wants you to know, but he'll only talk to you because he only whispers. He's not in the earthquake. He's not in the fire. He's not in the wind. He's in the whisper, which means I have to get close enough. Now, and, and it's kind of it's hard because we're a loud, rowdy, crazy, yell church. But you, but you got to know this, but when it's, when it's you and Jesus, you got to get close. And he'll start talking to you about relationships. He'll start talking about business. He'll start talking about future. He'll start talking about location. He'll start talking about every area of your life. But he, but he will only whisper. Okay, we're, we're, you got to know this. Omar said last week that time is more valuable than money it is. So, so catch this. When I, when I sow time, I reap answers. Look what Ephesians 5.15 says. So then you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time. Watch that. Redeeming the time. Redeeming the time. Redeeming the time. Think about this. Not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. When, okay, think about, think about redeeming the time. When you pray, when you spend time with God, you buy back time you lost. If I could turn back time. Well, 
You can't turn it back, but you can buy it back. Cher was so close. You don't even know who that is, but Cher was so close. You can't turn it, but you can buy it back. In prayer, Joel chapter 2, God restores the years. I'm talking about rest. Because it's like, I got to go fast and I got to push and I can't take a day off and no days off and no days off and the, and the, and you, and the grind isn't free. And, Team no days off. The devil never takes a day off. Yeah, but you're not the devil. God is so much bigger than the devil that the devil can't take a day off, but God can take a day off and still get everything accomplished for your life. Make some noise. I'm done preaching. I'm done. So when I pray, I give God that time. I sow that time. And then I receive more time and reap answers when I, when I yoke. Rest. So just, just real quick, two things with this, with this little sermon. You have to Sabbath weekly and you have to retreat daily. Sabbath weekly. Everyone say Sabbath weekly. Retreat daily. So you, you need at least 15 to 30 minutes at least of you time. Could be the gym, could be a walk. Man, my kids wake up at six, wake up at five. My kids wake up at five, wake up at 4.30. How dare you? I'm telling you. Or your kids go to bed at eight. Don't just put your kids to bed at eight and then for three hours just turn on the TV and then you're more tired than you were. At, at least take 15 to 30 minutes a day to retreat daily to connect back to Jesus and you will recover your life. I was so tired and then I, and he like helped me recover my life. Jesus, I thank you for the gift of rest. Oh, I thank you that you are easy and light not in a hurry. I thank you that you are at rest and now we receive that rest. Maybe you're here right now, eyes closed, head bowed. You're here right now, Jabin. I don't know Jesus and I want to receive this rest. I want to receive this grace. Pray with me right now. I'm going to ask everyone in the room, everyone online, everyone in every correctional facility out loud, say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose again. And that is enough. Jesus, I receive your rest, your forgiveness, your acceptance. Be Lord of my life. Amen. Amen.